Hey. Oh, hey, microphone, come closer. Um, welcome to another episode of More to the Story. I am Farron Moore. And I'm Tahir Moore. What's popping with y'all? Hey, how y'all doing and whatnot? We in here. It's almost the end of 2022. It's almost holiday things. I uh yes. It's it's you ready? different. It's different when you you, you have to up? buy the buy the, the gifts and stuff. And I'm not out of school. Like it, holidays definitely hit better when you're a kid. You get you get way better benefits as a kid with the holidays. As an Why adult, you might get some time off work, but you still spending money when you're not at work. Yes, you're actually spending money anytime you're not working, and even when you're working, sometimes you're spending money. If you, you got to rent out something, let's let's kind of jump into gift giving. What a little bit because as adults, should we still really expect things? Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> you think there's an age cap on being surprised with gifts that you like? No, Absolutely but I'm not. saying specifically for for Christmas, like because you're an adult, you're you're literally gifting yourself all the time, especially the way we shop. Mm -hmm. So it's like, is it really necessary? What do you need? Or not need, because Christmas things aren't about needs. What do you want that's like you can't get yourself that you need to put on a on a Christmas? Card? Okay, well, I, one, I think that I think the financial situation definitely matters, right? Because, uh, like you said, in Christmas is what you want, not what you need. Mm -hmm. So during those times, you might splurge a little bit more on a specific item or items. So uh, whereas doing during the year yeah you can buy any pair of tennis shoes you want but during christmas like you know what i'm getting these red bottoms mm -hmm. or you know what i'm getting this pair off a of goat because uh i really want this pair like you it, you 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 allow yourself to splurge a little bit more or you splurge a little bit more on the people that you're buying gifts for because it is in since the holidays so is that what it's about just being able to splurge in those moments and not so much about um Really? Oh, well, I guess not. Not so much about the the giving of the gift. Like, it's just being able to, no, to the, do the, more. Or you feel more inclined to do more because it's the holiday? You feel more inclined to do more because of the holiday, spend more because of the holiday, allow yourself a bigger budget necessarily uh, uh, because of the holiday. I think, you know what I mean? Like, shit, you asked for a band. You asked for a new wedding band. Yeah. Yeah, you wouldn't do that shit in July because you would get told no to your absolute face. But Christmas I definitely would. You are the reason I wouldn't ask for that in July. Absolutely. But because you would get told no I absolutely to your face. I would ask for that in July. I would definitely start that conversation in in July. And you would quickly be denied. <laughs> <laughs> why, though? Like, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it regardless. So why does it being Christmas matter? What... Why does Christmas have so much weight on gift giving? Because it does. It That's is the, it's the, it's like a, it's like a, an invisible Super Mario Brothers star. You you just do shit without worrying about. It. You don't worry about the consequences of jumping over this cliff. You don't worry about the, the consequences of running into these enemies. 
enemies being bills, uh, Cliff <laughs> being bills, all of that shit. You allow yourself so grace. So basically, Christmas <laughs> makes people more irresponsible. Absolutely it does. Absolutely <laughs> it does. Because you, a lot of people <sighs> who work regular nine to fives, they're like, yo, taxes right around the season. So, you know, we'll, you know, January might be tough. We're going to bounce right back February short and then we get the taxes back in April. We're going to be straight. So a lot of people think like that. And a lot of people, you, y'all, they start getting their, their tax returns, what, the end of February? Buying Christmas gifts give, gives me anxiety a little bit. Yeah. Because like I want it to be so great and so thoughtful that sometimes it falls flat or I get um uh, what is it? Paralysis of analysis. Paralysis of analysis. Like trying to figure out what to get and then oh. the day's there and I've got nothing because I've thought too hard about it. Mm. I can see that. Um I'm 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 a planner though. Like yeah, I, I like to I I'm like to plan great. my gifts. Even when people give me lists. I'm just not a good gift receiver because I am exactly, I'm textbook what you described earlier. Like I'll see something I like, I'll just get it. So like toward the end of the year, I got everything I want. And then I also don't want a whole lot, I mean, outside of shoes. And now I'm getting to a point where like, I don't have space for it. So we don't have space. I don't have space for it. So outside of shoes and and glasses, I'm not really buying anything like that. Like I, I, I buy clothes when I need to. I don't necessarily have to go shopping. Uh, I have enough cologne. When I buy cologne now, it's just because, oh, this bottle's running low. Let me buy two more bottles so I'm never going to run out of my favorite cologne. Um, I get gifted a lot of stuff. I got this hat two days ago. And I was just like, oh, I'll just throw this on real quick. So I don't need a whole lot. So when people, I know I'm hard to shop for. I know I'm, because I, I like very specific things. And typically the specific things I like, I specifically get my goddamn self. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst person because even with the kid, the kid be like, "Just give me money." She just want money for skins and new games and stuff like that. Me, I'm like, I'll take the money, but the money you gonna give me ain't gonna like it. It ain't gonna do what I needed to do. Mm, I got your, your wants. <laughs> I, I, give me enough your money to pay off my taxes, folks budget. <laughs> yeah, give me enough money to either pay off my taxes or put down on the house. If you can't no do one, that, then no no you know, no, just keep give it. You enough money to pay. Or just, you know, taxes. compile it. You know what I'm saying? Let my shit compile. You know what I'm saying? No one's And then, you know, give it to me in like 10 years. <laughs> Let me get some compound interest off of that, that Christmas and that birthday gift. Oh, I, I get uncomfortable when I'm asked what I want for Christmas. Or even for my birthday, too. I'm like, ah, just, I don't know. Just surprise me. I can't. Mm. Um, Tavarin, send, send this to the spa for a day. I feel that. So, God damn it, I keep dropping stuff. We're not going to worry about them cars. Those cars don't want to be up here. So, um, real quick, derailing, because I like these questions that I pulled from the decks today. Mm-hmm. Um, this came, these came from the best self, and this is from Extreme Personal Question. Um, this one, I like this one. It's a little, it's vulnerable. Let's talk oh, about shit. it. What were you upset about the last time you cried in your mother's arms? My mother's arms? Yeah. Um I don't I don't know the last time I cried in my it was it the last time I cried in my mother's arms had to be someone's funeral. Like mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. that's the only thing I can I can remember, but uh yeah, it would have been a better question if you asked me like, when's the last time you cried? What were you upset about if you cried in your partner's arm? When you cried in your partner's arm, that would have been answer a better... that one. Then. 
Uh, whoo, shit, is it hot in here? You started it. You walked right into that and then didn't want to answer it. Uh, ooh, it's hot in here. Uh, okay. Um, Do you want to share it? Is that okay? I don't mind. You know, okay. I'm, you know, I'm an open book with my people. Um, yeah, so the openness of books, some would say. <laughs> last time I cried in my partner's arms. I don't. Okay. I, I, I'm gonna be completely transparent with y'all. I've been dealing with some shit on some business shit because uh, sometimes you learn very hard, expensive level lessons, lessons yeah. uh, in life, and I had to learn a very hard, expensive lesson. And I've been dealing with this shit honestly since like March, and it, it finally just started coming to a head. Like the, the, I, it was like the stages of grief. Like in, in in August, I was in the thick of it, and in September. Uh, still in the thick of it. October started to, you know, close out, but it was not good. Like, yeah. not fucking good, life-changing, life-altering type of shit you have to handle. And um, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with, you know, shows not getting picked up and, and getting involved and, and deals not happening. Uh, I'm dealing with, you know, the holidays and just the seasonal depression that comes with that. I'm dealing with picking weight back up because my trainer got a new gig and I had already stopped going to him because I was like, I was depressed. I'm not even gonna hold you. I was depressed. Um, I started journaling because I was so depressed. I would go on the road and not really be able to engage with the rest of the team. I would do my job at the, at the club and then I would just go back to the room and just isolate myself because I was really like depressed from all the shit that was going on. And uh, I was going to film a new show produced by Hippie Goes. Um, and on the way to the show, I was, I, I spilled something in my car. I had just got some news from um, uh, a close friend. And hold on, let me let me do this real quick. Because I forgot to do this. Nope, that ain't it. Um, I had just got some news from a close friend that, that hit me kind of hard too. And um, I ended up spilling something in my car. <laughs> I spilled something in my car, get out the phone. Uh, I throw, I think it was, I think it was coffee or water. So no, it was a cup, a cup of drink. I had a cup of drink that I had left from the night before. Spilled some of that because I hit a speed bump leaving a, a complex and ran out the car, threw that cup away. Now, when I ran out the car, I went the right way, right? I went the right way inside where I throw the cup away around the mailbox area. Uh, went back to the car, started cleaning it up with napkins and shit like that. And, uh, I saw a car coming because where I stopped, I was blocking basically the exit. So I saw a car coming like it was about to hit my way. So I, now I'm rushing on top of rushing because I don't like being late and I'm running maybe like 10 minutes behind. I wanted to leave the house and now this car is coming and I spilled something. So there's a there's a sense of urgency upon your boy, right? I finished wiping stuff up, slammed the door hard. The, the slam of the door created the inertia for the run. I'm running like this full speed, right? And I run right into this glass pane. Bow! I mean, hit it so hard, y'all. I left a face print there. And it, I got to talk to the apartment, uh, the, the cleaning services, because that, that print was there for like two weeks. Nobody cleaned that glass. That glass was so clean and pristine when I hit it. And I hit it so hard, I literally hit it like this, because you saw my face print, my entire face print, and my hand like this. I hit the glass so hard, I cracked. The crown on my watch, it's still cracked right here. This Italian twine is still cracked because I've hit the ground backwards. And the silver lining is I've never been able to do a backflip in my life. 
ever. I could just never hit it backwards. Uh, I hit the ground so hard, I saw my feet go over my head. And I was like, oh, well, shit, I hit a backflip. Try to find the silver lining and everything. I get up. <laughs> You're a child. I get up, and my lip immediately starts swelling up, right? So I leave, go to uh, 7-Eleven. I grab, like, one of the, the gloves you make a hot dog with. No jokes. I just grab the glove, filled it with ice, and now I'm driving ice in my lip. Now, keep in mind, I'm about to go shoot two productions, two different productions. I pull up on set, I hop out the car, and it was like the scene for Friday. Everybody go, damn! damn. <laughs> Everybody, right? Uh. They have no idea. Internally, I am fucking losing it. I'm depressed. I'm hurt. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. Financially, I'm stripped. I am going fucking through it. I am walking down a 30-foot flight of stairs, steep incline, holding fine china with hot water in it. <laughs> I am losing my shit. But I performed the show. Nobody knew yes. what I was going through. Uh, Farron went and did it after I did. And they was like, oh, he was great. Da, da, da. He was so, so great for the, all of that. No one knew. Nobody knew. I, I left <laughs> the shoot and I went to this Chick-fil-A that was very close to, 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 the, to the location. And Farron was like, where are you? I'm like, I'm at no, the Chick-fil-A. No, I told you to go to Chick-fil-A. Oh, yeah, you told me I to go to Chick-fil-A. To me Chick I was going to go home. I was going to go home and just lay yeah. down. And I just, I, I was over the date. Yeah. And she was like, I need to see you. Where are you at? And she came and met me in that parking lot. I was and... already headed to him. I was trying to get to him before he left the area. And he was like, I'm just going home. I was like, stop at the Chick-fil-A. I need to see your face. Like, I need to talk. Yeah. Wow, keep I going. I park, she comes up, she parks, she gets in the car, and I'm, not, I'm on the verge of breaking, but I'm not going to break. I'm outside my house, I'm too vulnerable, I just got done with the production, emotion, adrenaline, all of that's still high, but I am on the verge of fucking breaking, guys. And she gets in that car, and she just wraps her arms around me, and the shit just, boom. Everything. I don't feel like a man. I can't provide the same way I was able to provide for you in the top of the year. I'm stressed. I'm depressed. I was doing so well in therapy. I had moved to twice a twice a month um, uh, sessions. Now I'm back to every week. Sometimes emailing her through the week. Um, I, I'm gaining weight back. You know. The tour didn't go like I I planned. It's every, every fucking thing, man. Yeah. You know, the kid is growing up, and now me and the kid have a great relationship. But for so many years, I was chasing this dream. I was out at night in, in the clubs and doing shows and traveling to do $200, $300 shows. And I've missed so much time mm. with my baby girl, man. And she's such a fucking dope person. And, 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 Part of it is I needed her to get older so we could have more mature conversation. The conversation me and the kid have right now is so fucking yes. classic and dope. But yeah. I've missed a lot of that groundwork. So I feel like I'm constantly playing catch up to a parent, even though they would always be closer than me and the kid could ever be because they just have a different bond. And for a lot of years, it was just them two. But I feel like I'm playing catch up with her and I just got so much making up to do and mm. everything just fucking, man, I mean... I just, I I cried probably for about 15 minutes. And 
I just, I couldn't, like, Fran wanted me to get in the back seat so she could really hug me, and I just, I couldn't move. So she, like, sat on the fucking middle armrest and just held me close, and the shit is just, I mean, I, it wasn't even like the, <laughs> that cry. It was just like a constant, like, cry, and I'm just fighting through this cry to just tell her everything that I'm thinking, because I, you know, at this point, I, I'm all about being vulnerable and letting her know exactly what I'm thinking. So if I do something out of character, say something out of character, she knows where that point is. She she knows where that pivotal starting point was and that it has nothing to do per se with her mm. in that, that particular moment. But man, I just, I did, Jennifer, and I needed that release. And yeah. I'm so thankful my wife knew that. And I, yo, man, and the rest of the day, I just slept and I cried and I slept and I cried. Uh, wipe my eyes, get up, do a funky ass little video, Instagram, <laughs> go back and just, I just, I was not in it, man. And, yeah. Um, funky ass little video. Yeah. Lip was swole yeah. uh, for the next day or two. I thought it was going to be swole the whole weekend. It was, yeah. you know, but it went down in time for the, for the show. And, yeah. uh, but man, I was, I was fucked up. Yeah. And I'm still like dealing with this shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But, it's good to have got it out. It's good to, yes. you know, better out than in. I always say. Yeah, and and it really did feel like the, the stages of grief. Like, cause now mm -hmm. instead of the, the denial and the fighting, it now I've just accepted it, and I'm just doing what the fuck I got to do, moving on. Um, and that's when y'all gonna see a lot of changes to our Patreon. Like, I'm gonna really start running my Patreon like an actual network. There's something different every day, mm. reaching out a lot more and partnering with you guys to create content that you guys want to see, like literally having y'all make y'all playlist too. And we're going to post that in the Patreon and this is making it a more of an inclusive community. I already feel like we've been like, but like, that's what I'm going to focus on and just focus on controlling the shit I can control. Yes. When I didn't get this, 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 this show sold and I had been working on this shit, negotiations two and a half months. I had paid for productions and all this type of shit under the guise or under the, the promise that this shit is going to happen. And then it didn't happen. And it wasn't like one thing that could have fixed it. All of these problems were kind of impacted upon each other. And so it just kept building, building. So like, even if you take this off, it falls down and still got all this other shit under it and on top of it. So, you know, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So right. I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah. I'm etching away at it one bite at a time yeah. and we're gonna get through it, but you know. That's all yeah. you can do. That shit. That was wow. one I, I never... did not expect him to tell that story. So uh, wow. Just that vulnerability. Yeah. How do you look at you? Look at Niggas you. be needing to know it, bro. Because I know <laughs> I ain't the only person that go through some shit like that. Yes. And it's it's, you know, the societal norms that are placed on men and especially black men to be vulnerable, but also be strong and be masculine, but also mm -hmm. be tender and caring. It's a lot to balance, especially if you're learning that late in the game. Like I was, like I wasn't yes. vulnerable. I wasn't open. I wasn't communicative and nurturing the way I could have been because I didn't experience it. I didn't know it. And that's not an excuse. Once you know better, you mm -hmm. should do better. But it's also un reprogramming years, mm -hmm. years of life lessons and, and learned behavior. And it sometimes it just it doesn't happen as quick as we would like it to. Um, so just real quick, because I um, inappropriately laughed and I just need everybody to know that we have Sherry Barnes to thank for that. Just her um, comment. That's to hear is terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. 
you know, it was a movie or a book mm -hmm. or something. It just made me chuckle. So, um, wow. Thank you for sharing that, babe. Yeah. The, I was trying to look up the email that I can do it on my phone and just not use Wi-Fi, though. Mm. Um, the email that a first-time parent sent in regards to what you just said about not mm. being allowed to cry or be vulnerable as um, as a little boy, and then, you know, that mm. comes into your falls in line in into adulthood. It causes problems in adulthood. Where is it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Give me a second, because now I want to address it here. We were planning to do it somewhere else, but I want to talk about it here. But basically, while I look for the email, if my try turning off the Wi-Fi, mm -hmm. um, even if it doesn't come up on my phone. Oh, here we go. So, um, <laughs> Ferron and Tahir. <laughs> I was listening to the podcast where y'all guest stars on uh, Poor Minds. Tahir talked about young boys growing up don't get allowed to express themselves. The mm -hmm. example he gave was a boy falls and gets told, don't cry. Get up. You're a big boy. I'm a um, first-time mom. How would you go about this to ensure I, as a parent, am raising my kid to express himself but also be tough? Hopefully that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and it does make perfect sense yeah. and great job even starting that conversation and wanting to know an alternative to that because that's how the, the change starts. It really is. Um, my, um, immediate suggestion is like, I have a find a need, fill a need type of um philosophy with that and it's like wait to see if you're needed mm. wait to see how you're needed instead of being overbearing and running you either gonna end up becoming a crutch mm -hmm. or causing them to not trust themselves or to um to be scared to express themselves if you stop it so see where you're needed sometimes kids fall they get back up acknowledge they fail they get back up, dust them off, keep it moving. You know, don't, if a kid's running, kids run. Don't, so what? They fail because they was running. They kids. Mm -hmm. So that's why you need to stop running. That doesn't make sense. You're talking to a child. Right. Um. So, and it's really bad, I feel like, in black um families because we, we try to just color inside the lines and, and look a certain way and our kids aren't allowed to be kids out in public. The same, in, a lot in the way that kids right now annoy us. <laughs> um, yeah. They're being kids. And sometimes they're allowed to to run a, a little crazy, get a, a little out of hand, but they're doing kid shit. Mm -hmm. um, so we need to loosen the reins on our kids and allow them to do kid shit, give them some leeway. They take off running, they fall, then don't stop them from ever running again. Yeah. Show them how to patch themselves up, get up and keep it keep it moving. But if they legit hurt themselves, then comfort. Talk yeah. about it, but still don't stop that curiosity, that explorative mm -hmm. nature on yeah. some. That's why you should stop. That chastising. Yeah. You know, unless it's something where, you know, they hurt themselves jumping off a roof of a building <laughs> or something like that. Like that, yes. obviously, yeah. But like just playing being a kid, 
definitely, you know, comfort them, allow them to be in that moment of pain. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, like, see, I knew you were a big boy. I know you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still allow them the space to feel their feels. I think yeah. a lot of guys and, and males in general are not allowed that space to feel our feels without it being thrown back in our face, yeah. uh, especially like in relationships, yo. And relationships. So. I mean, but even on a on a physical level, like we literally try to push through pain, yeah. like physical pain, and will take forever to go to the doctor. Will not take pain meds. Will not address it, and will literally live in pain because we were forced to push through when we really hurt ourselves as kids. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, you'll be fine. You know, and it's like I may be fine, but right now I need some comfort, and mm-hmm. now I ain't gonna say shit. Because yeah. I was dismissed when I was legit hurt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So acknowledge it. Find out where you're actually needed. Do you just need to, you know, dust some dirt off and let them keep going? Do you actually need to patch up something that's hurt? Um, is it just tears and shock from falling? Because sometimes a kid is like, they're not hurt. Hell, you, sometimes you're not hurt. You're just in shock from the situation. And so you have an emotional response. Then comfort. Always comfort. Comfort should come no matter what. But sometimes comfort needs to come also with the Band-Aid. Yeah. (laughs) An ice pack, you know. But definitely comfort and love and just space to be a kid. Um, cause I, I do realize like we, we stop our children from doing that a lot, especially out in public because black people get embarrassed so easy. Yeah, yeah we, <laughs> we get embarrassed so easy. So, you know, um, and sometimes <laughs> kids, our kids are just doing kid shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Did you want to add anything to that? What's the smile that just brought back a memory? Uh, no, <laughs> black people get embarrassed. So easy, but we be doing embarrassed worthy shit. Yes, <laughs> we be doing some embarrassed worthy shit, man. When people Legit. be falling on these bikes, these four wheelers, and all that shit, doing that crazy shit, like yeah, that shit look cool, well, nigga. Like one pebble in the road can end that shit. Now you mad the niggas is recording and laughing at, just like what, well, nigga? You were balancing a bike at forty miles an hour on one wheel. I mean, <laughs> this was always a possibility of happening. So you know, I'm, I'm glad you're okay, but nigga, that was hilarious. <laughs> you know, oh but you know what? Somebody, what's her name? Cindy Noir on IG just kind of talked about how uh, that middle school lunchroom um, culture is was to- is toxic. Yeah. that's where the the Jonin and the yeah. roasting and stuff come from. It, we end up making fun of somebody's legit pain or even causing some mm-hmm. in the shit that we point out. Um, and it was just funny because she brought up, uh, no, you saying like, yo, we, we gonna laugh at you. It's hilarious. But why do we laugh when people hurt themselves? Is it a discomfort? Because for me, I get secondhand embarrassed and I laugh when I'm uncomfortable. Right. And so even when it's like the worst situation ever, I will sit there and chuckle at how ridiculous and terrible it is while also um, holding back tears. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or crying at the same time. Sometimes Mm -hmm. ain't no holding back tears. Um, But why do you think that is? We laugh and... Why would you I, laugh? Somebody bust their ass going forty miles an hour. Hey, listen, if somebody posted it, 
Somebody posted it. They posted it for my entertainment. Right. Hold on a second. Amir, do we need to re... You think we need to restart the... um, Stream. The stream? All right. right. Yeah, I saw you. (laughs) He was working on it. He was working on it. Um, Okay. So I have another combo. let Let me answer that real quick. I think... I think there's a lot of humor in pain. It's definitely how black people have got a, got a, got a, through a lot of hardships. I mean, I met, imagine back in the day in slaves. I know slaves weren't thinking like, man, this shit gonna be a hell of a punchline to a joke one day. Like in that moment, <laughs> <laughs> but think of how many, uh, you know, not, fucked up to say, but how many funny slave jokes there are, you know, made by our, ourselves because yeah. like we, that's our way of, Acknowledging some shit happened, I mean, but laughing through the pain. Yeah, because even pointing out some shit like, "Oh yeah, you would have been a house nigga," like stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, is yeah. even like toxic and feeds into the colorism and yeah, classic um, classes and all of that. So I mean, even even when like people say, "Oh, you would have told on the runaways," mm-hmm. when a person has Tell some about integ- the gun line balls, yeah, <laughs> has some integrity or has some. Some um, honesty to themselves, they automatically attach that to a snitch, and it's like that has such a a negative connotation. I think when mm-hmm. someone is just like, "No, nah, don't do that around me," because I'm a tail. I'm not going to jail for nobody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's 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 how I look at that. And then also, there's the the standpoint, like even in even in a professional world, you know, if you stand up for something, if you fight for your right to exist you're looked at and called a whistleblower. And it's like, I've always thought that was like such a fucked up thing to to call someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, wh- why would you, like, why would you do that? Like, why would you call someone that is potentially trying to better a circumstance or bring light to a negative circumstance so they can overall better circumstances? Mm-hmm. You're going to, you're going to give them such a negative name like nobody yeah. wants to be that. Like <laughs> it's never been a highlight in a in a paper like whistleblower such and such wins the battle and all the employees praising. It's it's always a negative connotation with it. So um I, I think that, I think it's messed mm-hmm. up. Like our, yeah. our whole society and the mindset with that is 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 trash. Yeah, I mean, and we're coming around. That's why we hear all the time, like people so sensitive now. And it's like, no, it's the people tired of being hurt. Yeah. And so they're just drawing attention to the things that it's like, yo, this was painful for me. And I'm not going to sit here and let you find enjoyment in my pain. Yeah. Um, Or let you think it's okay to keep hurting me. Uh, So, because I mean, hell, people are even taking better care of themselves. Like, hey, I'm not going to keep hurting myself. Yeah. You know? And you should. Right. Um, Yeah, we, that... We went from the the question. I have another question. And okay. actually, I am very interested in your answer to this. Oh, shit. <laughs> Got to start hiding these goddamn uh, cards. No, sir. They're the best. Would you rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Would I rather win the lottery or live twice as long? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, here's the thing. I need to know what twice as long means. Right. Like, nobody knows when they die. So if we're I, thinking of a full lifespan, say that your expiration is you'll be 89. Would you like to live twice as long? If you ex- supposed to expire at like 
50 and want to live twice as long. That's totally different. Right. Um, so how long you giving yourself? Okay. I'm 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 gonna say this. Um, uh oh. Your nose uh, sweaty. You said what? Your nose sweaty. It oh, is. Yeah. Or is yeah, it? that coffee got me yeah. a little warm. Um, I'm trying to do like six things at once too because the 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 stream went down. Uh, Sorry for the people who sounds like I'm stammering. I was trying to get our Patreon back in here because I. Hey Jennifer Ravis. Um, our stream had went down. Now, to answer the question, I probably would go with win the lottery. Okay. And this is assuming that, like, I'm going to still live, like, a, a decent life time-wise. Okay, like, I was about to say, win the lottery and die tomorrow, die the right? next day. Yeah, no, no, no. You got to, you got to, listen, it's like, I'm, I learned from watching Aladdin, you got to be very specific very with specific. your wishes, okay? <laughs> My wish going to have 16 commas in it, because I don't want the genie to find no goddamn loophole right. and what the fuck I'm talking like, about. I want to win the lottery and... Yes, a whole lot of yes and. A whole lot of yes and, like we had an improv show, you understand me? Um... I would probably want to <laughs> live. You can't wipe your own ass. I like that. Live the the regular time span with the lottery because I feel like I can have an extraordinary life with that that lottery. Especially now at the point where I'm at in my life, age wise, mentally, um, I would I would love to win the lottery and just experience so many different things with my family. You know, like if you win. Like, when lottery is what? Like, 1.6 billion or something like that? Highest it's ever been? Imagine being able to, like, take a vacation and stay in Milan for a month. Mm -hmm. Or the south of France for a month. Or on a yacht for a month. <laughs> you know, if you can afford a, afford a mega yacht for a month, you got all the amenities there. I still got strong internet service, all that type of stuff. So I still <laughs> can work and still, you know... Not saying that I would have to, but I actually like what I do. So I still would want to make videos and still tap in with the more mob and the scary squad and all that type of stuff. But like the quality of life that I would be able to expose our daughter to, mm -hmm. um, the different cultures that I would be able to expose myself and our daughter to, um, the vacations, the experiences, the sights that she would see, uh, all of that comes to mind first before, oh, I'd be able to buy these shoes and all that type of stuff. And a lot of that has to do with my age now. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm, I'm, and I think I have you to thank for that because I'm way more, I'm way more focused on experiences and life journeys and things of that nature than I am with like the, the worldly things. Mm -hmm. And y'all, y'all heard me say it a lot these last couple of years. My time is everything. So if I'm gonna choose, you know that the ordinary lifespan. I want to have an extraordinary time while I'm here, and that's mm. I would I would go with that. You would go with win the lottery. I would go with win the lottery. Okay. Yeah. How about you? I, I want to know what you would go with. <sighs> this old ass heifer right here. Why I gotta be an old ass heifer? One hundred and twenty, still trying to make that pussy pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Who I am? <laughs> hey, young man. <laughs> Where your bottom row of teeth at? <laughs> Why you oh, in a strip honey, club with no bottom row of teeth? For what I'm gonna do? Uh, <laughs> introductions. <laughs> Bitch, we do need teeth for introductions. <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> I hate you. I do. I am interested in um. What in in the future, basically, I want to know what it what it looks like. Mm -hmm. Um, because I that's like 
one of my those fantasy or futuristic sci-fi movie mm -hmm. type situation. I enjoy those because it's like, wow, this is where people thought we would be. Like looking at old movies that are mm -hmm. like Terminator and stuff. Like Terminator. this is the time that they thought Terminator yeah. would be in. But all of that shit that existed or didn't exist in that movie because it wasn't thought of, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. It's like, I want to know what we are actually going to accomplish. So I think I would choose like a a twice as long situation. Like, I don't uh. need to live forever, but I just want to see a little bit more. I feel like those movies are always like, like they like prototypes to new vehicles. Like, new cars that have come out, you see a prototype at a car show or something like that. The car actually comes out, it's very like little like that. Car, car. Yeah, it's, it's not really <laughs> like that because, like, you know, you want to get people excited about the new model. So you give them something that is completely off the walls and, you know, groundbreaking. But the reality is, you know, one, it might not be cost-effective. Like, I remember when the Lincoln Town car was about to resurface, and they were about to relaunch that. And mm -hmm. the prototype had the suicide doors, the kissing doors on it. Um, but when it came time to actually manufacture it, if you have those doors, like they have on, on the Wraith, the doors that open that way, um, it costs more because you have to have more safety specs and procedures and precautions in place. So that's another reason why Wraiths and all of those vehicles that high-end class luxury vehicles, they cost so much because they have to pay so much to uh, the safety inspections and all the crash tests and all of those companies that that monitor these big these automobile companies. They have to pay for those patents and they have to pay to have that, that car that way. So, you know... Everybody can't afford that. The, the working man can't afford a $250,000 car. So they're going to make the car affordable, and that means it's not going to have all of those bells and whistles and shit like that. So mm. I feel like all of these movies are just prototypes. You know, maybe one day. I've always thought that, like, why didn't, why, why didn't people really think we was going to have flying cars by now? I know, you because know. Because of Fifth Element. Fifth Element and all that <laughs> shit. But th about, th think about. They think about, us. Think about how many accidents you see on a daily just going to work or going out and yeah, all like that type of shit. It literally wouldn't make sense. Yeah, be all people that driving airspace, into buildings. Right? Like, <laughs> imagine you in your living room on the 10th floor watching TV at 7 o'clock at night and somebody just crashes into your fucking building. I don't trust people with regular driving. You think I'm going to trust you drinking and flying, motherfucker? You leaving the club at 3 in the morning, you done had Hennessy shots all night since 10 and you gonna fly home? Fuck no, nah, man. We are, as a people, are not ready for that type of shit. We would we kill need, each other. Um, that little tube situation. What was it? Was it Meet the Robinsons or Robots where they like went down tubes and oh, stuff yeah. to get, it's probably both movies, but they went through tubes and stuff just as themselves like no one was in a vehicle. Yeah, we're we not ready for that. <laughs> if, if we need anything, give us teleporters. Give us transporters like on Star Trek. That's what we need. Yeah. That'll cut down on the emissions, that'll cut down on the exhaust, that'll cut down on like, you know, tires, excessive tires. That, that really fucks the environment up too. Burning all of this rubber, all of these tires, that shit's fucking up. That's how you. That's how you let the earth heal itself. Let's get some transpo transporters and, and teleporters. Let's get that shit going. <laughs> Fuck these flying some, cars. Some portals. You want a little portal gun? Yeah, so give me a portal just... gun. Let's get Rick and Morty. Let's let's oh, invest Dr. in Strange Rick and Morty. Too. Yeah, he did it too. Now I'm like, I can't trust Doctor Strange. That motherfucker. <laughs> he throw anybody under the bus. He's like, ah, motherfucker. Look, Only it's one. For, it's for the greater good. Hey, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> I don't want to die. <laughs> okay. So um, this is our um, 
Christmas episode. So what I want to know what <laughs> me seeks boxes, right? That's <laughs> hi. Hi, I'm Mr. Me Seeks. <laughs> That motherfucker got so bad he could help Jerry. <laughs> I want to take two points off my swing. <laughs> two strokes, yeah. Mr. Mister off my Mr. Mystics had to call more than himself to help, and nobody could figure that shit out. Oh my god! I'm not supposed to be alive this long. <laughs> Ricky Morty, I, I, it has to be acid. It has to be acid that have have them going like that because yeah. that shit is just great. I mean, hell, Rick, Rick and Morty and damn Solar Offices. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was I about to ask you? Oh, what has been the worst gift you've received, like ever in life? Oh my God! Okay, <laughs> I'm gonna put the camera on you, boy. Uh oh, it's my 13th birthday. <laughs> Emma Jean, <laughs> my mama, <laughs> my mother, who at this time was a teacher, making decent salary. One year for my birthday, I believe it was my 13th birthday, 13th or 14th birthday, my mother got me her favorite CD. Of Al Jarreau. <laughs> she bought a 13-year-old The Tenderness Al album. <laughs> and she got me a stick of deodorant. <sighs> and not even like degree, a speed stick, that power stick from the dollar store. She got me an Al Jarreau album, Tenderness, and power stick deodorant. Ooh, and I couldn't even wow. use the deodorant because it was like, it was that, that blue... Like ice one, and it broke my skin out. Stop. <laughs> that that was that was probably my worst worst gift. And don't get me wrong, I love Al Jarreau. I listen to him. Like she she because she that's how Farron knew about it because I listen to Al Jarreau. Mm -hmm. But yeah, at, at, 13, at a thirteen, come on, fam, come on, fam. <laughs> Not I used to get the Adidas perfume. I should have hit my mama Mac. the eat me out. <laughs> <laughs> Wildly inappropriate to get wildly, your mother. Wildly inappropriate. <laughs> wildly inappropriate to give me power stick. You're a teacher, Emma Jean. You could have got me degree of speech. She stick. around them smelly ass kids all day. She said, my son ain't going to stink. Mm-mm. <laughs> mm -mm, let me stink. If it can give me a good gift, let me stink. <laughs> right. Yeah. Somebody said, oh, wow. That sounds like she pulled that out of her friend's car on the way. And <laughs> listen. Listen, man. <laughs> She was on the way home. Was like, shit, it's his birthday. Uh, what's up? And Best Buy and the dollar store. And Fairview Heights, you know that little plaza? Yes. And Dollar Tree was right dollar up Tree in that plaza. She was on her way home and Why just like. Why those the two options? There's some Burlington's there. I'm sure she could have found Burlington something better Burlington line be too long, shawty. True. That line be too long. <laughs> she didn't give me no balloons, no cake, not just that, that power stick deodorant. Al Jarreau tenderness album. Okay, I want to answer this one. Oh, please give it to me. Because um, that was, okay, we say worst gift, period, yes. not just Christmas gift. Yes. Okay. Worst gift, period. It was my 12th birthday. Okay. And Sweet Val gave me a little notepad and a pack of mechanical pencils. It was literally some shit she pulled from the office on her way to pick me up for school. <laughs> It put, she took the time to put it in a like the a little gift bag, but it didn't say happy birthday. I was like, so this also came from your job. Like everything. 
Listen, the, the funny, the, the ironic thing is that parents put so much weight on the first birthday, second, taking the kid to Disneyland, throwing a party. I don't remember none of that shit. You know what I remember? Algero and Power Stick deodorant, Emma Jean. Why the fuck am I having a party at well, I don't even know none of these niggas here. I barely can see Yo, color. The notepad <laughs> was like this size. Like it wasn't a big one. It, it was, was a like, post it. Was... <laughs> 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 and so now in the gifts, my oh. Val has always been a terrible gift giver. Oh my God. Because one time she came at me in my early 20s with some little purple teardrop earrings that she got from Avon. And I was like, why would I want this? <laughs> Every ear bubble I wore during that time was huge oh. and over the top. Like, my earrings were statement pieces during that period. <laughs> and you brought bought me these little purple teardrop earrings from Avon. Lady, did you Listen. give these to me so that I would give them back to you? Because that's what's happening. My mom, <laughs> Imogene, every year. Especially since we've been uh, married. She stopped frequently in the last maybe like two years, two, three years. Every year for my birthday or Christmas, my mom would get me jewelry from a store uh, that was dying. She kept. JC Penny, Sears, Grandpa's. It didn't matter. I have so many rings, thumb rings. His mama buy him jewelry. She buys him earrings, rings. Neck. Like she buy, and it's the worst shit ever. I was like, who, who you think I am? Captain Jack Sparrow? Why you keep getting me but all wait. these goddamn rings, lady? One at a time, the time she came to town and gave you some earrings, she was like, Farron, I want to show them to you first. Tell me what you think. And when she showed them to me, I was like, oh, those are cute. He's not going to wear them, but they're cute. <laughs> and, and she was like, well, henceforth the villain origin story. He's not going to. He's not going to wear them. Now she hated me before that. Um, he's not going to wear them. And I was like, yeah, he doesn't wear earrings. Like that's just not a thing. And she was like, but his ears up here. I was like, I hear you. <laughs> he's not going to wear them. And they were earrings. big. They were kind of big too. They yeah, were studs, the square, yeah. but they were big. And she was like, I'm gonna give them to him anyway. Okay, do that. Do that. It was nothing. The first thing he said was. Um, um, I mean, I'm not going to wear this. And I'm yeah, just sitting I just there. Flat like, out. Just flat out. Told her. I haven't worn earrings since high school. <laughs> and I, she I, straight I up not. asked him. She was like, what What do you mean you don't wear earrings? Well, how are you supposed to be cool if you don't wear earrings? <laughs> I lost my shit completely. How are you supposed to be how cool? How are you supposed to be cool if you don't wear earrings? She literally and you know what? asked him that. That's very on brand for Imogene. I'm going to tell you why. When I first <laughs> moved to L.A. and I'm trying to act and find an agent. a ridiculous question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find an agent and all it is and figure out how people are going on auditions. My mom was like, well, won't you just call Hollywood and tell them that you're an actor? <laughs> Tell them you want to be in a movie. Call Hollywood? That's a, that's a direct line <laughs> to Hollywood is what you you you, you tell them. You're saying there's a building that says Hollywood <laughs> with the office hours from 9 to 5, and I could just call up and there I could just call and be them. like, hey, I'm new in town, but I'm an actor. And that's... <laughs> 
parents be meaning well, bless their hearts. She, I, because I knew what she, she just wanted. My mom has never fully supported my acting or comedy career. That's why it was such a a miraculous and marvelous moment when we went over. First of all, I was able to take my mom overseas. The first time in her life she had ever been out of the country, I was able to take her overseas for a show that I did in London. Me, Farron, my god sister, my, my baby sister, we all went over there. And we were walking down the street, and we literally, on one day we were just shopping, we literally couldn't go more than 10, 15 feet before somebody recognized me. Now, granted, they recognized me from, like, YouTube and all deaf stuff, but they still recognized me across the world. And that was the first time I really feel like she believed in it being a possibility happening. Mm -hmm. But like, even up to like maybe three, four years ago, she literally had the conversation with me on the phone. She was like, yeah, your house comedy. I'm like, I'm killing, you know, I'm back on tour with Kev. She's like, okay, cool. I always felt like you were a much better actor than comedian. (laughs) (laughs) Ma'am. You do realize I made more from comedy than acting at this point. Mom, like, I I get it, you know, you know, my mom is just going to give you that truth. However it land is how it's going to land. But it's like, this comedy took you out of the country, baby. What you gotta, you gotta pump the brakes a little bit His at some mama point. Mama is look unimpressed. Okay, <laughs> unimpressed. Keep in mind, I've I've offered me and my sister offered to get my mom. She stays with my aunt, and her, her brothers, my aunt, and my uncles, and uh, me and my my sister have offered to get her a place and pay her rent for six months to a year, and she still don't believe in my crap. <laughs> We've offered to buy her a car, not not get her one and, and let her pay, buy her a car and get her a new place. And she's just like, yeah. I really feel like you should have just, you you know, you should have <laughs> used your degree and, yeah. <laughs> right. My mama don't see the vision, boy. My yeah. mama just does That's not. That's because she has no vision. Yeah. <laughs> Bless her heart. She just come from a time where, you know, degrees meant everything. You really had to did, have that for yeah. the resume. You had to have that to get promoted. You had to have that. And I get it. You know, as a parent, you just want the best for your child. But And then it's also like, yo, I hounded, you know, really beat this into him all these years and to find out like he don't even he don't even need it. And <laughs> did my was my work for naught? Here's the craziest thing. Here's the craziest fucking thing. I've always known I wanted to be an entertainer. Not necessarily a comedian or actor, but I knew I wanted to be in front of people. I wanted to entertain people. I've known this since middle school, since sixth grade. I love the energy and that rush that I get from like just landing a joke or coming on stage and people laughing at something I say or do or the outfit. I've always loved that. And I told my mom in middle school, I wanted to go to this, this visual and performing art school. It was called VAP. I want to go here. My mom was like, no. Okay. <laughs> um, and even though I moved out at 14, I still had to get her signature because I wasn't emancipated. So I still had to get her signature to get registered for school and all that type of stuff. And the middle school I went to was brand new. I love the middle school, Gateway Middle School. Uh, it was a science, math, and technology school. And they had a high school was Gateway as well, Gateway Tech, Science, Math, and Technology. They even had a five-year program that you could do for aviation. You come out of there, you're already aviation certified. You can start working at Boeing on airplanes, all that type of stuff. But visual and performing arts honed your skills, made you more comfortable being a thespian, made you more confident on stage, telling jokes or singing, whatever it is. I wanted to go to this school so fucking bad. And she would not sign this paperwork. 
So I end up going to Gateway. And then this heifer went and got a job at the fucking school I wanted to work at. <laughs> you wanted to go to? I wanted to, to go to. Really? She started working at VAP. Really? Yes. I don't think I ever knew that. She absolutely did. That's where she retired from. When See, they had that's that why shoot. I be saying your mama's messy. She is. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's why we don't really click because your mama messy. She, uh. man, <laughs> went and got a job at the exact same school I wanted to fucking go to. She was like, let me get up in here. What's all the hullabaloo? Why do you want to be here? And then, and then <laughs> would have me come up to the school and want to show me off to her friends. Now, this is my, this, this is what she likes when I'm a comedian actor. This is my son. You know, he's out in L.A. acting and then, you know, doing the comedy thing. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Because if you had let me go, I would know this motherfucker already. <laughs> I would know Miss Johnson. I would know Dr. Jackson because so I, I would have been here. I don't know if you guys noticed, but this is still a pain point. <laughs> Add this to notes to talk to our ther- therapist about next week. <laughs> I just put that together. I just thought about that. I'm like, yes. you motherfucker. motherfucker. The audacity. Woo. Oh, Imogene got a whole lot of it. Imogene got a whole lot of ass and a whole lot of audacity. <laughs> I didn't think it was possible to have more audacity than ass, but she figured it out. She did. She did. Her booty is so big. It's neck and neck. It's cheek and cheek. (laughs) (laughs) Grow up. But that was funny. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay. Yeah. So we going to wrap up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all, this has been another very informative episode. <laughs> More to the story. Man, thank y'all so much for watching, listening. <laughs> thank you. Oh, Patreon. Yes. Like he said it during the episode, we just gonna say it again. Join Patreon so that you can join the conversation live mm-hmm. on YouTube while we stream, because we stream every episode yes. live. And also join Patreon because we are about to um we're we're working on a whole Ooh. list of <laughs> For Content. my we're, we're for the people that are watching this in real time, we shot this episode yes. early back in November. Okay, yes, yes. So for the people that are part of the Patreon that are watching this right now, December comes and you guys are going to get some juicy. Me and Farron <laughs> have finally sat down. We've we've outlined the stuff that we're ready to talk about in our marriage, and you guys are about to get some of that goddamn juicy. <laughs> So you want the to sign up we for the stuff we danced oh, around? Man, I mean, cha cha slide around this motherfucker, a <laughs> <laughs> hey, baby around this motherfucker. <laughs> now we diving into this motherfucker face first, no draws on. We mm. out here, fam. Mm. So mm. the only way to really listen and and, and and tap into that part right there uh, is to join the Patreon. This is going to be very exclusive, uh, and, and hopefully we can help a lot of people with it, enlighten some people with it. Uh, help you get some some clarity, understanding on certain things uh, that you may have like just wondered about or whatever the fuck. But we ain't gonna get too much into it. But starting what is with December, what's the first day we doing? Oh shit, we said the fifth. Yeah, so uh, that Monday. Yeah, yeah, first Monday in December. Patreon, uh, more mob, and this one's just going to the more mob. I'm not sharing this one with the scary squad. I'm yeah. sorry, but this one is is just so, it's too yeah. juicy. Yeah, so this, um, if you see this, the it has already started, and yeah, but it's it's coming for the for y'all that's in here now. Yeah, it's coming, it's coming. So yeah, uh, thank you mm-hmm. for joining us today, and thank you for listening. Later, you guys, um, 
Yeah. I'm Farron Moore. I'm Tia Moore. We'll see you next week on another see episode of More week. to the Story. Yeah. Bye, guys. <laughs>